Hi everyone, it's Joe and I'm here with 34 questions. Had such a great time. Go ahead and check out my episode on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your episodes and your podcasts. See you there. And thank you 34 questions for having me. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Today, I have a very special guest. Joe Boston is in the building. How you doing, Joe? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time mm-hmm. and your interest in opening up. It uh, means a lot to me, so thank you. Uh, I mean, like when you said Ceremony Studios, I was like, yes, yes, because I'm all for Daily City. <laughs> For sure. I mean, you know, we got to represent. Um, have you have you been here your whole life or did, uh, did you migrate here? Yeah, so I was born in the city. Um, I lived along Mission near Top of the Hill area. And then I moved over to Daly City, like middle school, high school. Actually, no, elementary school, too. So I was like in the Jefferson Union High School District, school <laughs> district all my life. Yeah. So I went to Westmore. Yeah. So. Oh, OK. OK. Or majority sure. of my life. Majority of my life. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, for for those unfamiliar with the show, we do a few intro questions just to set the tone. Uh, I have a, I do have a, uh, an icebreaker for you, and it's a one word spelling bee. Uh, feel free to participate. Feel free not to. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. So if you're not comfortable, you could just say no. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> I'm down for whatever you got. I am down for whatever you got. Right on. I appreciate the confidence. Um, and then. You know, something different I'm doing with the show is that I've broken down the questions into three levels, uh, a little easier questions, me- medium, and then the harder questions at the end. Uh, sound good to you, Joe? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. For sure. Also, a new thing, a new new piece of feedback I gotten was that people would like more context with my guests. So here's a couple questions for you just to get that context. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the first question I want to ask is, how have you been? Are you doing well? You going through it? How you been, Joe? Oh, man. Um, as you know, we're, we're filming this in, in the spring of 2021. So the last few weeks have been a little have been a little rough for our community, right? With all the um, anti-Asian sentiments going on and the Black Lives Matter movement still, you know, still going. Um, we had a few um, instances in in our in the news lately that have been very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, like, I work with arts and culture. I work with my um, my ERG at work. So it's been a complete like, yeah. How are you doing as a person of color in this day and age? So to be quite honest, it's been it's been a little rough. Um, we're still in the pandemic, but I have to say that despite all that, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, like health-wise, it could be better, but I have to allow myself to just feel what I need to feel, and and just roll with it. You know, like no one is at 100% right now. I mean, everybody's going through it, and um, and but at the same time, I know I have I'm privileged to still be working. I'm I'm privileged that I have a, a roof over my head. So as much as I can complain, I can't complain at this point, despite everything that's going on. For sure. For sure. Thank you for for sharing. Um, Similar, you know, I am an optimist. Uh, I like to look at the brighter side of life. But this past year and everything that's going on has just made it really hard for me to to block it all out or (laughs) to to what some people would say I would be ignoring what's really going on. And 
you know that that really put me in a frame of mind of like what could i do to Mm -hmm. to just provide something more positive and Mm -hmm. this podcast was kind of birthed from that sentiment um but yeah my second question for you is for the folks who don't know this is the first time we're actually connecting so thank you for for coming on and being open why did you choose to come onto the show uh, if you don't mind sharing yeah Yeah, when you reached out to me like it was a pretty like cold correspondence like you just reached out and i I just read it i'm like i don't know who he is but it's all good and then i i saw the questions that you had asked like what would you like it was something along the lines of ancestry and what your descendants like what you want them to know and and all my life and in in my work I've always thought about legacy, right? Like, what am I doing to honor my grandparents, my Inang and Tatai's legacies, right? Like, coming from, um, I'm a daughter of an immigrant. I'm a granddaughter of immigrants. So, I, I I've always put that in my in my work, right? Mm-hmm. Like my culture. Like, what can I what can I do to honor them? And so, when you asked that question, I I I really said, Yo, I never thought of that before. And I would like to answer that question and whatever as whatever questions he has for me. So even though it was completely out of the blue, I was like, yeah, I feel good about this. So I'm going to go ahead and reach out and, and say like, hey, let's let's do it. And like the next week, I, you know, you reached out last week and then or a couple of weeks ago and I saw this opening in your calendar. And I said, yeah, I think these questions need to be asked, especially during this time. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I never know how how people are going to react. Um, I'm on a mission to interview as many people as I can because I think this is a, a valuable thing I can help give and share with people. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so thank you for, for being open and just feeling the energy because I never know how people, like you said, it was a cold, like, uh, invitation. I just send out this long paragraph and <laughs> it, it could look like a scam. Like, I, I, I understand. I've gotten those long paragraphs, too. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for, for feeling the energy through through all that. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. My first, the first thing we're going to do is the icebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. just so we can get into a flow and would you like to participate and if not yes. that's fine as well let's okay. go <laughs> alright uh, let oh, me God. know <laughs> let me know if you have seen this word before or heard of it in a previous episode and it's all good if you haven't it works out better uh, but the word is epilepsy <gasps> oh my god I know this is a condition. I worked in the medical field for a long time, but I don't know how to spell it. Epilepsy. E-P-I-L-E-P-S-Y. You got it right. You got it right. (laughs) Congrats. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I I need to switch up the the word. I I feel like (laughs) the the previous guests have gotten it right, too. So it's it's not that hard yet. Um, I'll switch (laughs) it up. But so since you got it right. Uh, you will be invited back to the Spelling Bee episode of 34 Questions with other guests that have gotten okay. their word right. Um, okay. It'll be a challenge because I know there's a lot of people with different schedules and I don't know I don't know yet how it's going to look or how I'm going to make it work, but just know you, ha- you have earned the invite to come back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so jumping into the warm-up questions um, to set the tone. And this one is... What would you like the audience to know about you? Oh, man. 
Um, I would like for them to know that I did mention before that I am a daughter, granddaughter of immigrants. I'm a Filipino American. I'm born in the early 80s, so I've seen the waves of technology take over our area, right? Um, I, I lived off of a Game Boy and infomercials. <laughs> Um, I was in the MTV era when music was still being played on MTV. I, you know, like I'm just a Bay Area native who wants to stay in this area and I want to keep our heritage and culture alive, whether that be, you know, as a Filipino American or just being a Bay Area native, period. Um, I love to support small businesses. I love to, I, I love to create content. Um, I love running events. I'm an events producer um, as my career. So I'm, I'm a, pro, a pro, pro, professional uh, program producer, um, say that five times fast. And I just love being in community. You know, I just leave, I love meeting new people. And I think that's part of the reason why when you reached out, I was totally eager to meet you because during this time of pandemic, we all have lived in silos and in, soli and in solitude sometimes. So just meeting new people again and just being in the community again, totally like warm my heart so i definitely want people to know that i'm all for community for sure for sure yeah that an, another reason why this all came about was I, I do miss meeting people i miss you know getting mm -hmm. to know those stories and just you know strangers something that is kind of frowned upon or we haven't found a way to make it not frowned upon in public you know yeah. i can't just go up to someone even with my mask on because they can't tell if it's a smile or a frown and you know it might mm -hmm. the, the is there's a lot of miscommunication if we try to do this yeah. out, out outdoors um so yeah no i feel you my second mm -hmm. question for you is if someone were to pay a tribute to you how would you like to be honored oh did i lose you Oh, I'm still here. Uh, oh. Do you hear me? You froze a little bit, but um, oh. you didn't. I can hear the question if you did ask it. Yeah, no worries. It's uh, if someone were to pay a tribute to you, how would you like to be honored? Man, I love food, so through a dinner. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, say I did pass, or like if we were talking a hundred years from now, right? Like, I would love to be like, okay, this is Joe's like favorite favorite first dish or entree or whatever and all of <laughs> and all of the dishes would be orange i thought about this like okay. if i could have any there i love that i i don't love the color orange i mean i i'm a huge giants fan so bay area sports fan period but like you know i would have like i don't know like pancit palabok on the menu, gare gare on the menu, orange Fanta, right? Yeah, <laughs> it would be yeah. like different to orange, but uh, it doesn't have to be. But yeah, just just having a menu that that probably echoes like certain parts of my life, um, or even like okay, like the first course could be my childhood, you know, the second course could be my college years. So like a burrito from like La Tapatia or like a sandwich from like Little Luca or something. Okay, right? okay, yeah, and yeah. Then, course would be like okay you know here's here's a karekare from like fort mckinley or Ongpin, right <laughs> like so from like different restaurants around yep. the area in san mateo county they'd be in that they'd be in that in that dinner i mean i could tell you're you're an event producer you just you just produce this whole <laughs> event for your own for your own tribute <laughs> yeah, i well, sure did <laughs> I want to feed people. That's the thing. I want to feed people. So, and I want them to eat the food that I actually like to eat. So there no we doubt. go. 
yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean that, that that's also a part of you culturally right you, you brought brought that side to yourself too i know we love to feed people it's always it's disrespectful mm-hmm. if you don't eat our food <laughs> yeah. for real for real yeah yeah my my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself <sighs> wow I would have to say a solid 6.89, maybe. Like 6.89, okay. That's very specific. <laughs> why, why, why 6.89? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's a 7 because I have never seen myself through somebody else's eyes. So even though I might have a perception of like how I, you know, like I think I'm this way mm-hmm. because I'm coming from it like first person. But if like somebody else, like there's different degrees of people in my life, right? There's my family, there's people who i work with there's people who i've had relationships with and then people who don't know me period or just know my name um but i honestly think that okay i'm into astrology right so there's there's something called a rising sign so like you're the the sign that you were born with like the sun sign i'm a pisces right but my rising sign is how people see me and i'm a leo and that's a that's a very extroverted fiery personality but like when I'm alone, I'm very, you know, introverted and very quiet and I just like to be with myself. But with I'm but when I'm with other folks, I'm a different face. I'm a different person. So I I would say six point eight nine. Okay. Yeah, because there's so many faces of me that I don't see myself that other people see. No, that, yeah. that, that makes sense. Uh, and that's not, that's a different perspective someone's brought to, to the show. Uh-huh. Um, just that, like, we can't see the complete picture without, if we're not, you know, somebody else looking at ourselves. Uh, so, right. yeah, I, I feel that. Right. I mean, normally I give myself a five. So, uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to think that it fluctuates throughout my life. The highest of highs, I feel like I know myself the most. And my, at my lows, uh-huh. I feel like I don't know who I am. And that kind of uh, mm-hmm. fluctuates throughout my life. But yeah, totally cool. I feel that. I totally feel that, yeah. Uh, I will ask you about the astrology stuff later on. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious. Um, okay. <laughs> well, we've made it to, to the main portion of the interview where you start choosing a number between 1 and 34. Uh, we okay. do have three levels. And I, I want to give it up to the guests to see what what they're open to uh do you want to start level one level two or level three let's do love let's let's do one of each okay right i let's do start want there. to yeah. okay yeah go ahead uh one to thirty. let's do level one uh number 16 because that's my birthday and joe montana's number okay 16 16 yes if you could get one answer from the universe what would you ask I would ask them, I would actually ask them at the end of my life, like say I was on my deathbed, right? Okay. Yeah. And I had like five minutes left and I, and I could ask the universe one thing and they could give me an answer in one minute. I would simply ask them, have I fulfilled my purpose in life? Mm. I mean, that's hella deep. That's hella deep already. This is just level one, right? But I would, you know, like, even if they say no, (laughs) even if I was dying, I'd be like, I tried, you know, and then I could go. But if I could just get that satisfaction, like say they did say yes, they're like, okay, okay. Then I did, then I did good in my life. So I would ask them that like, yeah, have I, have I, have I fulfilled my purpose? 
for sure. I mean, that that is deep. And I I was gonna ask why would you wait till the end, but I can I can see based on your question that would be the perfect one to ask. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel about reincarnation? I believe it. I totally believe it. Like, I feel that. I don't know if you've watched the movie um, Soul. Um, I did, I, I did see that tearjerker tear for sure. <laughs> for real, but you know how like some folks like I don't want to give away too much, but like it's said that like before you're born, you're you have these personalities already, and you mm-hmm. like your dislike and things like that, and. For some reason, I feel like I have lived different lives because not everybody when they come out is like on the same plane. I don't believe everybody's on the same plane when they're born. Like mm-hmm. some of us like have natural talents or natural, you know, personalities already, which could, you know, be a benefit or, des- or deficit in your life later on. Right. I'm that can come from absolutely nowhere. You know, like I believe in energy too. So like say, and I feel that people do absorb energy from other folks. This is really deep at a level one. (laughs) But but I feel like there has to be some force in the universe that is controlling what goes in what particular person. And then that, that force like brings people together, right? And I feel that when it comes to reincarnation that's like i feel bad like when i kill like certain things you know like sometimes i say thank you to you know the meat that i'm eating or like mm-hmm. you know i hear pocahontas in my head right like everything has a light has a spirit has a name you know mm-hmm. like if you're into disney right i feel like everything has a spirit so like where do these spirits go they could be like you could be an ant today and a, and a got about tomorrow and then you you upskill and then you're you're a farmer the next lifetime you know so that's how i feel about reincarnation i don't know what religion that came from like nirvana right i don't know exactly what what um, what yeah i'm not well versed either but i feel that there is a cycle of spirit and power and energy whether that be a life or a force or something. I don't want to get into Star Wars, because I like Star Wars too. But <laughs> you know, I, I definitely believe in energy being not recycled, but re um, reignited whenever a new life starts. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I um, my, my idea of reincarnation, which I, I'm not an expert, um, but I get deja vu a lot and right right so (laughs) i've I've heard some i heard like something that scared me about deja vu Uh, i don't want to i don't i don't want to say it because it might be too negative (laughs) but um for me i i I sometimes think that our our soul our energy is is meant for a certain time a certain time so Mm -hmm for me like that question that you would ask the universe about have i lived a fulfilling life if i had Mm -hmm. asked that and they still told me no then i would kind of feel like i would start back in this in this era like i wouldn't be in the future i wouldn't be in the past as far as reincarnation goes i'd be it would restart my life would restart in 1990 so i would have this another chance to live a fulfilling life with and i want to say deja vu is one of those things that makes it feel like you know uh, it is 
a repeat and you're mm-hmm. trying to catch yourself from making the same mistakes um yeah. but you know that's just my theory uh <laughs> going back to that question then i'm just gonna replay that i sure. would ask them okay did i did i serve my purpose or live a fulfilling life and if not will you give me a second chance to go back maybe not in the same body or the same life mm-hmm. to do it over again but will you give me another purpose maybe i'm a honeybee my next life as long as i serve my queen make honey and get pollen you know mm-hmm. i serve my life purpose right what no matter how simple or complicated that life is i just wish or hope that the universe would do that and say okay you know you, you didn't quite live the life that we wanted you to live right because there still is free will um in the universe but you know i hope that they do reincarnate us into something that will eventually let us have a satisfying life or fulfilling life for sure for sure and uh like i forgot which religion it was too but the idea of reincarnation they someone mentioned to me that the human being is at top of that ladder so like if you made it to a human and that means you've gone through all the bad like not the bad stuff but like you've been a small animal you've been a plant you've been all these things and now you've reached this part where (laughs) you would hopefully understand the opportunity that you have um but yeah it's uh if anyone out there knows more would love to talk about it more (laughs) Uh, cool uh we're gonna be rolling on to level two okay throw me a number between one and 34 number eight because it's steve young's number this one is if you could take back one mistake what would it be jeez a mistake Whew, that's a that's a doozy of a question because I don't really think of things as mistakes right mm-hmm. just lessons um I I went through a life transition. I'm not going to say exactly what it was. For sure. For but sure. I think I should have. I'm not going to take back what happened, but I wish I should have advocated for myself a little bit more. I think my I think my mistake then was not being confident confident enough or um, outspoken enough. I was silent. Like I, I could have said something to advocate for myself and I didn't do it. And then I suffered years because of that decision of not being outspoken. So like, um, like I was, uh, I was cheated on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave. I didn't, um, I didn't say anything. If anything, I was very forgiving and just let the person back in. And um, I wish I had not done that. I think that's like a I think that's like a mistake in some people's eyes. But for me, now that I'm much older, I don't. I look back on my life and I'm like, was that really a mistake, or was that more of like, okay, you know, once you get over that lesson, then the universe. We're gonna talk about the universe and, and energy a lot. The universe Absolutely. is gonna give you something better or something that will that'll better serve you right Mm -hmm. but but looking back if i if i could take it back you know like i would have said something i would have done something that was that would have helped me get to where i should have been back then so 
yeah, I think it's just, you know, standing up for myself. And I didn't do that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, th- first off, just want to say thank you for sharing. I know it's mm-hmm. not it's not easy to open up about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you don't mind me asking, where do you think that lack of uh, the confidence came from to, to speak up or to, yeah. you know? I was very young back then. I was very young. And... I mean, this is level two, we'll get a little deeper, but you know, like my childhood, there was a lot of abandonment issues. I didn't grow up with my father. So the relationships that I kept, I wanted to have them forever, right? Like when you're in that mindset where, you know, oh, you know, someone's just gonna leave you or, you know, or you're just a pack rat in relationships where you just collect and collect and collect relationships for the fear that you are gonna be alone um, that's really unhealthy. And I think that's how I was back then, where, you know, I saw relationships in my own family disintegrate. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be that person who's going to be single with, you know, with kids. I'm not going to be that person who's going to be cheated on and, and um, be left for another person. Right. Yeah. But at the end of it, it got really toxic because I did stay in something that I shouldn't have stayed in. And, um, and I think it had to do with the trauma that I had as a child or even in my high school life, right? Like, I remember my first heartbreak and like it, it ripped me because, you know, as all first heartbreaks are, but I wanted to be that ideal wife or that ideal girlfriend, that perfect girlfriend, right? You have like this, this image in your head, like, I'm never going to leave my partner. I'm ride or die. Right. But then. At that time, I didn't realize that, no, you don't have to be a ride or die for somebody. You got to be a ride or die for yourself, right? Mm. Even if it's full and you have to leave something that you don't want to leave. Looking back now, I'm almost 40. I would have told, you know, the 19, 18 year old self, like, girl, (laughs) hold on here. What are you doing? Right? What are you doing here? But of course, it's so hard when you're such a young person. You don't have the context or the knowledge or the wisdom that I have now. So at the end of it, sure, it was a mistake. But of course, if I did make that one decision, it my trajectory would have been in a complete different direction. Right. Like, like, you know, I stayed in this path and I went this way. If I made that decision to say something, I would have went this way. So looking back, there are mistakes, you know, like when I was younger, I would have counted that a mistake as a mistake. But as I'm older, I'm like, okay, that was a lesson. That was a lesson. For sure, it was like an integral part of your of your journey. Yes, um, sure. How did it, how did it make you feel to to finally move on uh, at the time? Oh my God, so many! It's so funny because when I I open myself up to folks who went through a similar situation, um, they opened up to me and said, you know, things are only getting up better from here because now you kind of know who you are. You kind of know what what you're not gonna compromise and you're and you know what exactly what you want i'm like yeah right i don't know what i want <laughs> I, like, uh, yeah right but you know the universe is not is there, i don't know i'm gonna be single for the rest of my life right but but i was on my stories today and i i said you know sometimes the good things that happen to you are because of karma like i try to be the best person i can be try to be positive you know try to be a good person try not to hurt people and my friend said you know good things will happen to good people so just keep doing you don't hurt nobody 
you know just just keep doing you and, and then things will happen things good things will happen and lo and behold somebody came in my life and became you know the best partner i ever had so like even though like you may have struck out in different relationships you know like life doesn't have three strikes you could have hella strikes mm-hmm. and still have a home run at the end right so i just gotta think about it that way um but yeah it's it's just learning like what you what you want after a, a huge transition like that for sure for sure mm-hmm. uh, thank you for for sharing that story yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So before we move on to a level three question, I don't know if you saw the curveballs. I have some curveball questions uh, that are fill in, okay. it, It's either a fill in the blank. You could choose. You want to fill in the blank, or do you want a shout out question where you actually like, you know, say you shout someone out specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill in the blank um, or a shout out. How many of these are we doing? Uh, just doing one for now. Oh shoot! Because okay. I was like, if I do two, I could do both. Um, let's do a shout out. Shout out first. Don't worry. You, yeah. uh, we'll we'll have another opportunity to choose a fill in okay. blank or a shout okay. out. Uh, so for the shout out, it is who is a stranger or passerby in your life that has left the best impression? Oh, I was okay. This came right away to my mind. Um. I was in an Uber on my way to work and um, it was an unusually sunny day in the Bay Area. Okay, not the Bay Area, San Francisco. And it was like in the middle of autumn. Maybe it was like an Indian summer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And my and my Uber, who is a, a really amazing Muslim man, he goes, he said something along the lines of, it feels like the smile of Allah is on us. Wow. right yeah yeah and i'm like that is so beautiful like you're feeling the warmth of your higher power on you and like you know the warmth is is beautiful and positive and and um and loving right and then it made me think like again like there's so much like anti-muslim hate going around right since forever and um and he's an Uber driver, you know, he could have been, you know, at home, he could have been, you know, but he's, he's on the front lines, literally like serving the community, you know, meeting different people, putting his own life at risk by driving and being with strangers in his car, you know, like you put yourself in a, in a situation sometimes when you're with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. And Uber drivers are like, and yeah. And I was like, man, if you could be so, this positive, knowing the because he kind of like told me like what he does in in his life and he talked about his kids and and i'm like if he could be this positive knowing the trauma that you've been through and then you and you take something so simple as sunlight and say this is god shining down on us it's so beautiful right it's so beautiful yeah so i feel yeah i i will never forget that conversation that we had in in the car yeah sure for sure yeah yeah, I mean, for for something, a, a moment to incite someone to just say those words, right? It, it, it's, it must have been powerful for him, at least, to to be like, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. I want to share that. Uh, so that, that that must have been a beautiful moment. I don't know what the son was doing that day, but <laughs> it was so nice. I remember. <laughs> Like we were just on the freeway. He's like, and he said, I was like, my God, are you like reciting poetry to me? Because it was really so poetic the way he said it. His delivery was so beautiful. 
and mm-hmm. that's that's what made it so memorable for me for sure for sure yeah. uh and you just to touch on how you said there's sometimes some anti-muslim feelings and right now with everything we're going through mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the challenge of um getting people on the same page about how to treat one another i mean for for me i understand there needs to be balance in the world so no matter how good it gets there's always going to be that other side that Mm -hmm. just doesn't think the same way but i want to believe that this this thing of treating each other with respect and you know openness can can be achieved i just want to believe it tell Mm -hmm. me why why it won't happen You know, like Star Wars, right? There's always a light side and dark side, right? Um, I feel that... Well, they say, like, if everything's all good, then we could just be robots, right? There always has to be something. There always has to be a chink in the armor or, like, something that just throws everything off. And I think what that is is that because we are human, we're never, ever going to come to a balance. As much as we wanted to, as much as we try to do things and and provide things for each other that will make us feel good and try to make us you know come together there's always going to be something i don't know whether that is like you know whatever is blessed upon us by the universe when we were born or if that could be something chemical in our in our bodies or something physical but for some reason there's always going to be pain there's always going to be negativity because there's systems and structures that are oppressing certain people to stay at where they're to stay where they're at and a lot of the population in this country are in poverty or you know um low lower class poverty uh, poverty level and then there are those who are like higher up, up in the on the ladder you know and and when it comes to balance there's always this urge and need for power and as long as there's this need for power, there's never going to be this balance, you know, unless those in the in the higher in the hierarchy, higher up there will say, OK, you know, we're going to meet you somewhere in this area, you know, come down mm-hmm. and we're going to come up. Um, but I know that there are some people out there who don't want to be there. And I think because of that there's going to be some issues and with that power you know you could oppress somebody because of their economic status their skin color where they're coming from their accent their sexual orientation right all the things mm-hmm. um but as long as we get our people you know like i identify as a woman of color you know as long as we get our people into those higher positions who can make the decisions for us so that we could all rise then there you know like then we could then we could have a happier you know society but until then you know like i'm like you i, I want to stay as optimistic as possible mm-hmm. right i never ever want to say like, oh that that is just never gonna happen i know what i could provide for my family and try to provide them the best life i could possibly give you know um but i also am a cognizant that there are other folks out there who don't have the same privileges as i do and then I say, okay, what can I do to actually, you know, help them come up or give them resources so that they do have access to what I have? And mm-hmm. yeah, long story. But no, 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 <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, th- thank you for for your perspective. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I, I ask that question a lot um, just because it matters to me. But, you know, people have always told me that it may never happen just because there needs to be balance in the world. So yeah. you could only, I don't know, I'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> as, a, as we go along for sure. I, right. hope, I hope our ancestors, our descendants do something about this, right? I hope they, they figure out a way that, that, you know, will create more harmony in the world. The, the one common answer I've gotten for, for it to actually happen is if there was an outside, like outside the earth kind of force that threatened us. So we would have to unify and be like, we are one and against, you know, something that's out, outside of our, our, our earth, you know, that's the, that's the only one that I've heard that people are like, it could, it could happen if there was, an, there was another threat that threatened everybody. And we were like, oh, we got to band together because we're, we're the humankind, you know, <laughs> but that's usually what it would take. <laughs> the Nightwalkers, the White Walkers of Game of Thrones and then all the houses have to get together and like, and, and beat them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, jump into level three. Okay. If you're ready for it. If you're ready for it. Yes, 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 yes. All right. One through 34. Let's do number 23. 23. Yep. What has been the toughest pill for you to swallow? It could be a realization about yourself or society. Mm. The toughest pill I had to swallow well you know again coming as like a woman of color you know i'm on the plus size i'm i'm shorter you know i'm a pisces sometimes like i don't you know i don't speak up as i mentioned before i know certain industries out there are not welcoming of people like me and i come from the tech industry so we know that certain industries out there come from old money or new money but from the same type of person Right. Someone who, you know, went to like an Ivy League or, you know, came up with like a, a fantastic idea, then they're overnight billionaires. Right. Um, and I know and even like looking at, at what I said earlier about, you know, different hierarchies and levels of, of class. And that's a that's a tough pill to swallow, knowing that people will judge you no matter how good your credentials are, how good your education is. If they see your name on a resume and say, oh, that is, oh, that has an accent on it, or that doesn't sound American, that you could possibly just be on the no pile, even without them looking at your resume or meeting you in, per in person. That was, that was a hard pill for me to swallow because I was, I was on a team that helped hire. And I thought that the people that I that I chose were, were top notch and they're like, no, 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 because they found something wrong with the resume. And I'm like, holy shit, why does this have a, like a Latin sounding name, Asian sounding name, mm -hmm. right? So I do see the inequalities of even, you know, job accessibility because of the hiring managers who have biased opinions of certain people. And my last name is Boston, which does not sound Filipino at all, even though there are so many Bostons in the Philippines. Or maybe I'm just saying it wrong. Maybe I'm saying the anglicized version of that word. Maybe it's not Boston. Maybe it's Boston, right? Mm, but, yeah, yeah. but with the context of it being an American city, it's like, oh, it's appropriate to say Boston. 
because I'm an American, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend, her last name is San Jose. I say San Jose because it's a city, San Jose. But then are you really going to say San Jose, right? Like, as if you would say it in the Philippines? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, having that, having prejudice um, be one of those things it's like that's it's always going to be there no matter what it's always going to be there and it makes me wonder how many jobs um i wasn't hired in because they saw my linkedin and they finally saw oh she's not she's not a white girl mm. right and they yeah. and sometimes I'm like should i even have a linkedin should i even have you know my picture up even though like if you google my name you'll see my my face right away but i've gotten over that you know, I like eventually had to say, you know, even though this industry, I tried even to get into the gaming industry, mm-hmm. right? You never see women there. Well, you probably do, but not of my age. They'll mm-hmm. hire, you know, those in their 20s, but they're never going to hire anybody my age unless I have like a really bomb ass, you know, <laughs> resume that can't turn me away. Um, but I do feel it. I do feel a lot. But at the same time, I just, I just said, okay, you know, I'm here. I'm in a great company. I'm comfortable here. They allow me to grow and let me do what I want to do for the company, but at least in the lines of, you know, their mission. Um, so if someone doesn't want me, I know that there's going to be another industry or another company that will. And I just got to keep that positivity in my head. I can't let that, you know, like I've gotten so many I'm sorry, we went with another candidate. Or despite your resume being so um, so uh, impressive, we decided to you know move on to the next person. Because after every time I got that rejection letter, I'm like, what the hell did I do wrong? Like, <laughs> like what? what's wrong with me, right? Then the imposter syndrome comes and all that. But, you know, again, I'm getting older and I'm like, okay, if they don't want me, it's fine. I'll just keep looking. I'll just keep looking. So, For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so would you recommend like p- job seekers to to change your name, or not change your name, but just on the resume, just be like, oh, don't do it. Don't. Yeah. I was I was even like gonna test it out. I was gonna add. Um, I was gonna make my middle name my last name because mm. my middle name has a lot more ethnic, right? <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, I was gonna see like if if I did get a call back or if like you know if both of them got you know rejected but um no absolutely not be proud of be proud of what your name is you know because you're gonna you're gonna bring something to the company that they probably never had like i am one of maybe two asians on my marketing team at my at my work in the uh, on the national level and it's hard you know it's hard to be one of two asians and you know i'm i'm working with you know it's a very diverse group of people but even then like it's it's hard to interact sometimes but at the same time i know like i have i'm offering them something because i was raised as an asian american to this company that will make their company um i don't know like be a little bit more i don't know that je ne sais quoi like that that's Mm. something right like i know that what we offer is special and so yeah for sure do you do you ever come come across that feeling that because you're one of two asians on your team that maybe sometimes they look they turn to you guys to speak for asians as a whole or 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of put myself in the position because I'm, I'm in, um, I'm the program lead for the Asian ERG for my company. So, you know, when a lot of those things happen, when when that poor woman was attacked in New York, and you know, down the street from me on Sarah Vista, somebody got mugged, right?、Mm, um, yeah. There was a,、uh, you know, a bunch of people. They messaged me, and, and my company is actually very good about mental health and supporting each other. And a lot of them, you know, they 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 texted me or they messaged me on Slack and say, "You don't have to answer right now, but I just wanted to say that, you know, we're here for you and we support you and just let us know if you need anything." It was a lot of that.、Um, sure. It was a lot of responding like, "Yes, I'm okay."、Um, but then also, a lot of them came to me and said, "Okay, does this sound right? We're going to put some comms out into the company. Like, we would like our Asian colleagues to." To make sure that this sounds appropriate and doesn't offend anybody,、mm-hmm. and it's a, that's work too. You know, like on top, it's hard work. Like you know, work from your soul on top of the work duties that you have for the company.、Um, and I think that's the re- reason why a lot of us are really fatigued at this time because you know we are doing the hard work on top of the hard work. And yeah, I mean, as much at the same time though. If I'm going to be that person who sheds light or gives a different lens to a certain situation, then I'll be that person. It's a lot of sacrifice for those who do community work and activism, you know, to do that work. But I'd I'd rather be that person and and know that I I helped in a situation for people to better understand the situation. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. I got、yeah. you. For sure. <laughs> Um, just a heads up,、uh, we've we've gotten to about ten fifteen minutes left on the podcast.、Uh, just wanted to thank you again for coming on. It's been a great conversation. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you are too.、Uh, yeah. yeah, that went by so fast. Totally moly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you definitely been, have been given quality answers,、uh, and it's always quality over quantity. So、uh, on this show, at least. But yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you.、Mm-hmm. All right. So. We we are get coming to a close, but I wanted to do another curveball. Since you've、mm-hmm. already done a shout out, would you do a fill in the blank? Yes, let's do it. All right. So for your fill in the blank, it is life is all about blank. Love. Love. That was love. So when you think about life, right? Like at the end of it, no matter what job you got. Who you're hanging out with, you know, what kind of car you drive, or what kind of house you are in. At the end of the day, I hope that everybody experiences love and care from their family, from a partner, you know, from their colleagues. And love doesn't have to be romantic either, right? Yeah, I just want everybody to feel that that feeling in their chest, you know. Whether that be like gilligness or like or giggle, you know,、mm-hmm. like that's that's all there is because you know as long as you're with people that that are on your team, you know that you have a support cast that will always be there for you and support you.、Um, that's all that matters, you know, because even when you're at your lowest low, like I was at my lowest low, like the last few months. And、um, I, I had a, a band of of sisters and and kapatids who who said, "Hey, how are you doing? I can't I can't be there with you right now, but I'm gonna send you over like a like palabok from Goldilocks, 
you know, mm-hmm. or, or like, oh, you want some French fries from McDonald's? I'll buy some too, and then let's 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 watch like, I don't know, let's watch some Netflix together, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want folks to know that if whatever life you're living right now, I just hope that there is a component of love and care in there. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the curveballs don't have to be hard at all. I, they're just mm-hmm. they're just a way to, to keep the conversation rolling. Um, yeah. So we've made it to the concluding portion. Uh, I have three final questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests. So this next question is actually from my previous episode's guest. Uh, Ooh. Sh- shout out uh, to Lydia. For, thank you for, for this question. And I she... Love- she wanted to ask you uh, if you could meet anyone dead or alive who would you want to meet oh my god dead or alive god it's always between two go go give me two give me two you don't have to just stick with one so from the present it would definitely be uh, Michelle Obama she is oh my god (laughs) if I had the chance to meet Michelle because she is married to you know, who was once the most powerful man in in the world or one of the most powerful men in the world. And when you're with somebody with such stature, you can lose yourself to that identity, right? She could just have been, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Barack's wife. And that could have been it, right? And not done anything with it. But with her, she initiated programs. She advocated for young women. She advocated for healthy eating, um, you know, gaps in our economy and our society. So like, not only did she take her place and her platform to do good for the world, but she was also, she took care of herself. Her arms were like amazing. She had great style. So, and just her personality and her energy is just so positive, right? Like, There have been other first ladies at the White House, but for some reason, Michelle Obama, there is a spark in her that is so contagious that if she were to walk into the room, in any room, I could be at the city dump. And if she walked in, into the dump, I'd be like, this is the best day ever. It doesn't matter (laughs) where I'm at. It's Michelle freaking Obama, right? And I appreciate that she didn't lose herself, lose her own identity as being the first lady of the country. She stayed her own person. And that's what I really appreciated. And she's just beautiful. She's just beautiful. <laughs> I love for her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the person from the past, it would be Gabriela Silang, who is a who is a, a warrior hero who, who fought like against the Spaniards in the 1700s or something like that. She's from Ilocos where um, I'm Ilagana, so like I definitely feel that there's like a warrior in every Ilagano that I meet. Um, and she's become like this this face for Pinay empowerment, right? She's usually like she's usually wearing like a white blouse with like a woven skirt with like a bolo in her in her hand, mm-hmm. you know, and she's on a horse. And she was not she, you know, she had some hardship, but she she fought for what was right. Right, she wasn't gonna let no um, imperialists or colonists come in and and ruin her land, right? And that's and that's and again, like she was she was married to a general or something like that. So she she used her place and her power to to benefit her her community. 
those two. Sure. What was her, what was the second one's name again? Gabriella Silang. Gotcha. I just want to make sure so I can do my research afterwards too. Yeah. Uh, I am great. so out of touch with my culture. This is another way for me to like, you know, learn more about the Philippines. Yeah, um, my second question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest? Okay. So because I'm in a transition, I would love to ask them, when you were feeling at your lowest, how did you bounce back? Because I feel that a lot of folks during this pandemic, they kind of lost themselves, lost their purpose or lost um, interest. Because I know a lot of folks who are like in the arts and in culinary lose their jobs, you know, and lose their platform because of the economy. And even though like we're we're kind of coming back, like I would like to I would like to know tips or tricks or advice on how to get that that oomph back that that spark like how do you reignite your purpose and your passions again so yeah like or like what or actually yeah what is your one-up mushroom you know like when you're small mario yeah yeah like one-up mushroom to make you big mario so that you could <laughs> conquer the world and you know jump on 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 turtles and stuff right yeah, yeah. So, big nerd here <laughs> no, no, no. So, so i think we're all out there <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone <laughs> yeah. sure all right um yeah i'll definitely uh ask the next guest that okay very interesting that's that's one of the harder ones for sure mm-hmm. um sorry and, to the oh, no. <laughs> totally fine totally fine uh and my last question to tie everything all together is what would you like your descendants to know about you if uh you know they were to like, oh, I wonder what my ancestors were like. What would you want them to know about you? Yeah. Um, I want them to know that I was super proud of my Filipino background. Super proud. Um, I was born in I was born in the States, but I was smuggled into the country through my mom when she was pregnant. So she didn't tell her parents or she didn't tell, you know, the airport people that she was pregnant. Um, she came here in September. I was born in March. So one decision for her to say, oh, I'll just stay in the Philippines, you know, just live in the Philippines. I don't need to go to the United States. Could have totally changed my entire, it, it would have changed my entire life and the direction that I would have gone in, right? Um, and even, and I think that's the reason I'm so connected to knowing more about Filipino culture um, supporting my Filipino colleagues and Filipino businesses um, is because I feel like a piece of me is still back there, is still back in the Philippines. Um, and I want my descendants to know that I, I try to keep the culture alive here in Daly City, knowing that I'm a commissioner on the, on the Arts and Culture Commission for the city of Daly City. And our goal is to keep culture and arts alive here and make sure that it thrives in our city. And knowing that the population of Daly City is more than, I think, about 40% now. It's a lot compared to the rest of the country. And I want them to know that, you know, I, I made my home here in the Bay Area. I don't want to leave the Bay Area um, because a lot of us are leaving the area because it's becoming so expensive. A lot of us are being displaced. Lots of us are going to, like, you know, other other countries and other states, right? Vegas, example. Like, so many of my fam- friends and family went to Vegas, like, in the early 2000s. Um, 
and you know i just want them to know that i tried to conserve as much as i can while i was here so being that voice for you know educating folks on filipino food for example like in my past life i helped found a a nonprofit that promoted filipino food and you know, I've, i've talked on npr i've talked on you know i've talked to people at national geographic and you know anywhere that i could have my 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 mission told and the main mission is keep your culture alive keep your stories alive tell your damn story you know and i think that's the reason why like your message to me resonated because you you gave me the opportunity to speak my truth and that's what i want to encourage you know other people people of color like me you know like don't let your history and don't let your lineage and your and your own narrative get erased because you know they say only the winners write history right but as long as we're we're outspoken and we tell our truths that that chain will never break so that hopefully by the time our descendants come along they could have a direct connection to what we did right sure. like I'll, i'll always have that connection with my grandpa because he was the first person who came here from the philippines um like he took me around where he used to hang out you know like he fed me what he ate so making that connection with your elders is so valuable especially for those who are in the diaspora who don't speak the language i don't speak the language especially for those in the diaspora who don't go back to the motherland um i hope that they do keep part of our ancestry within their you know within their lives so that you know it just keeps going for sure for sure <laughs> well thank you for sharing and i just want to just double check if there's anything i'm missing I, I i switched up the whole i didn't switch up the whole format but added some stuff okay yeah yeah <laughs> are uh, we good yeah uh i have something else, else after we we stop recording but yeah. i did want to ask you to share into astrology is what would you guess my sign is oh Based my off, god i'm just curious if, if people can oh get it right. my gosh your cancer I'm not, but I will reveal reveal it off camera. Yeah. So, just want to say thank you to you again. Uh, thank you to the folks listening and watching at home, at work. Keep doing your thing, and yeah. Being on 34 questions was a lot of fun. It went that hour went by so quickly because the questions that he asked were questions that. I would have wanted to to answer when you're talking about life when you're talking about what you learned in your life and what you want the future to look like and what your descendants what you want them to know so it was a really eye-opening conversation and it was really enjoyable and I hope that that 34 questions has many more guests that will open up their own lives and tell their own stories because these stories are so so valuable <laughs>